Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. by Devin Sauer, a fabulous actor you've seen in things from Final Destination to the upcoming new Chucky series. I use science fiction to explore the question of what an unusual creature we truly are. And we would like to welcome back our guest host this week, the Emmy award-winning writer and co-host of Tomorrow's World Today on Discovery Channel, Tamara Krinsky. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back with you both. Yay. So today's quote is a short and sweet one. Uh, tomorrow. Take take us into it. What resonates with you when you hear this quote? Honestly, the first thing that popped out to me was this phrase, unusual creature, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know why my brain went to actually who gets to decide what is what is unusual and what mm. that means. And it just got me, you know, started thinking about how we all see one another and things outside of our own experiences and how we kind of process that. Yeah. In one of Gene's quotes last week, he referred to humans as creatures. And again, it's a very charming way to refer to humans. It kind of equalizes us with uh, other creatures that we think about, like animals. Uh, so, I mean, it's a very charming way, I think, uh, for Gene to to refer to us as as beings. I actually love that it's creatures mm-hmm. like you like you pointed out so well it is an equalizer instead of we up here mm-hmm. as humans. I think my favorite thing about this quote is, you know, just being that we are we we are listen, I was in a movie called The Craft, right? And one of the taglines was we are the weirdos, mister. <laughs> and that's that's what I'm reminded of. And I don't often talk about that film on here, right, Trent? But it's we are the we're all weird and strange mm-hmm. creatures. Mm-hmm. It's literally when we decide that we're not and we must be whatever the marketing people tell us that we are, right. you know, and and should be what we're advertised. If you're not this, you're not good enough. That's when we start to feel like, oh, what are we? Who are we? Are we good enough? And per this quote, I love that he's saying we use science fiction to explore our inner life. And we spoke about it in the last podcast, Tamara, um, with you saying, this is a way for us to show ourselves when we're not even willing to look at our Mm -hmm. shadow sides. We can't see, we can't admit it if it's, you know, our lover or us, but if we can read a book about someone who's going through it or fantasy when we're talking about science fiction is one of the most important things, I think. Yeah. Just being eight. Sorry, no, I was just going to just sort of hop on top of that and say, I think along those lines, this idea can really push creativity in storytelling. Mm. 
yes. because the idea that anything that you can imagine can fit into a story, but then mm -hmm. for it to work with an audience, work with the folks who are watching it, you need to find that through line that they can connect to. And that is that piece of humanity. So you can go as big as you want, but then you still have to tie it into something. And Absolutely. that allows us to see things differently. Yeah. When you were talking about science fiction in general and Star Trek in particular, uh, it's a it's a series, it's a franchise with a whole lot of different creatures, a lot of alien life, a lot of different civilizations, uh, a lot of different humanoids. So while they may look human, they have ridges on their nose or different pointy ears. And if you think about it in that context, to those alien beings, we are the unusual creatures to them. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now, but there are storylines where the alien life in, in the episode or, or the, the film will comment on how strange we, we humans are. And I always love how the Ferengi refer to humans as humans. It's just, it really puts in context that we are just as quote unquote unusual to these alien beings as they are to us or they may be to us. And one of my favorite things about Star Trek, and um, no disrespect to some of the Marvel DC stuff going on right now, but Star Trek has a sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Listen, so, some of those movies, some, some superhero movies have a great sense yeah. of humor, and some are so dry. <laughs> Bone, not one giggle or laugh. Like no color, the they suck the color out and everything. It's very, I get what but you're saying. I find well, I got, I got to no, stand up for know, my Marvel for just a second. Like, there's a lot of humor in Marvel, and that's actually no, what I Marvel think differentiates is it. I'm not going to get into, like, a Marvel DC thing here. No, but no. I will say, I do truly appreciate the humor in Star Trek. I've been a sci-fi fan since I was a kid. I grew up with a Trekkie dad. So I grew up sitting on the couch, <laughs> watching, you know, reruns and stuff in syndication with him. And we still trade, like, you know, emails about, this is coming out, this is coming out. We're both really excited for Foundation. But, like, my dad has a really dry sense of humor. So being able mm. to watch all this stuff together, watch a show that actually had a sense of humor about how different we can all be and, mm -hmm. you know, right. crazy aliens and things like that was such a great bonding ritual growing up with my dad. Listen, I didn't mean to start at DC Marvel. You know? <laughs> we do know Marvel does have a little bit more, but I find that I uh, miss the humor in things because for me... Yeah, Humor is the only reason I'm still standing here, mm -hmm. you know, being able to look at some difficult things in life and see the absurdity, yeah. mm -hmm. per this quote, the unusual absurdity of the things we creatures here on Earth have to deal with to get through day to day. And it's the humor that kept me through. Or haven't you guys ever experienced like that? It says everything's so tense. And then your kid says one thing that breaks the tension. Yes. Uh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Or you do. Mm -hmm. Or that's why I think the Marvel movies, you know, really resonate with me or Star Trek, you know. Uh, for example, because as a little kid, um, and again, I'm 6,000 years old, so I was sat in front of the uh, original one, the repeats, mm -hmm. as a tiny kid. And yes, it was the monsters and the things pointing out how unusual they are, but I think it was also the humor that kept me entertained as a small well, child. Well, sure. I mean, you think about, think about all the interactions with Data. Right. And yes. how he would view humanity and all of our quirks and all of our foibles. And mm -hmm. as he was trying to basically, you know, become one of us. And mm -hmm. just with, through that lens, we were able to look at how strange we are and really question, like, why do we do these things? And what is this world that we live in? I mean, I sight aside, when I first moved to L.A., there are these incredible trees called jacaranda trees. And actually mm -hmm. right around this time of year, like late spring, early summer, they bloom and they're purple. 
And because my brain is weird and quirky, I went off and because I've always wanted to meet an alien, I would think about- Me too, me too. So (laughs) I would think about like, wow, you know, if an alien ship landed here right now, they would describe our world as this, you know, this world, it's a land of purple trees and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know- Mm-hmm. And then the and then the jacaranda leaves would get on their space mobile and they'd be like, I can't even get this off my car. Have you ever guys <laughs> No, you guys in LA know what I'm yes. talking about. Oh, when yeah. They fall on your yes. car. It's it's all <laughs> over. They have all this sticky uh, goo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the other thing about this quote I'm kind of reminded or something actually that you guys were saying, it's like again, it celebrates our individuality and our unusual aspects of each different creature. And I almost see, uh, this is going to make me sound old, but I don't care. Sometimes when, you know, the influencers on Instagram and the recommendation page, uh, they all look identical, right? Mm -hmm. And I almost see them as the Borg these days, (laughs) you know? No, I'm not kidding because there was, you know, listen, it's just the look right now, Mm -hmm. Uh, just the way it goes. It's the look that's in style. But it's bizarre that everyone has the exact same lips, the exact same thread lift forehead, mm-hmm. the exact same eyebrows. The exact, and that's why I said it seems like they're assimilating, yeah, rather oh, than God, celebrating right. their unusual yeah. individuality. The Kardashians are the Borg. <laughs> are the Kardashians? Oh, <laughs> nice. No, I don't want to blame just them because, listen, all through history, you can go back to ancient Egypt yeah. and you can see the beauty treatments they were doing and uh, the vanity and the eyeliner. You know, we've always had wigs and mm-hmm. things like that. Right, Trent? Yeah, absolutely. Like fashion, uh, it, it it's very cyclical and what's old is new again. And I, I, I'm seeing like baggy clothes and like late 90s, early 2000s fashions are in again and it's, it's back again. Yeah. I just went in the store and I was like, wait, I think I have a pair of those in my closet from the first time around. But I think what you're saying, going back to sort of this idea of unusual creatures, you know, this idea of assimilation of all of us looking like one another or acting like one another. And I think about peer pressure and how mm-hmm. hard that is and, you know, whether you fit in or not. And I mean, certainly when I was growing up, there was a ton of it to act alike, look alike, wear the same clothes. I do feel despite what you're talking about with a lot of the influencers all getting perhaps the same injections, um, that there is at least a wider platform for people to come out and express individuality. Absolutely. And isn't it the unusual uh, influencers, the ones that stand out? Like the when you see the same thing, they kind of blurs together and you're just scrolling. And you're like, eh. but it's when someone is different, when someone is doing something different or out of the the norm that I stop and I'm like, oh, and then I might watch and then give them a little like. So the French have an expression and I wish I could remember it, uh, but it, it basically translates to ugly, pretty, you know, like something that is beautiful, but not the norm mm-hmm. kind of. And I, I kind of. I love aesthetics and and beauty, beauty too, but I also love the other side of it, you know, which is the unusual can be very striking and very resonating. And I I mean, Trent, like you grew up as um, the only, (laughs) you're very insular growing up, right? Where you're the only gay man. And I'm sure that was was unusual, Mm -hmm. you know, for you. And I love that Trent started a blog that was very successful where he got to celebrate your unusualness, you know, and there's so much beauty. And I do want to credit, and you mentioned this, uh, Rachel, like the craft is one of my favorite films. And when I was able to embrace, we are the weirdos, mister. I am the weirdo. And that was like a a call to arms. And that was something that made me feel not so alone. 
And that's one of the reasons why that film resonates with me still. So that's kind of why I still buy, like I'll mention every because I get it. Yeah. Like it's not about me or the actors who are in it at all. It's literally about what it represented mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. time, because much like this quote, it's really old. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's also one of the really important things about the arts. I mean, I was a theater kid. Right. And we were the weirdos. And thank God, because it saved me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any last thoughts, Tamara, before we wrap this episode up? No, I actually think that kind of loops back to what we were talking about in the beginning, which is the the thrill of storytelling, where you can create all of these different worlds. You can create the world of the crafts. You know, you can create a blog that talks about things that may not be within your experience. But then when you find that through line that connects, that is the power of storytelling. And I feel like that is right in the world of Gene Roddenberry. Says the woman who has an Emmy for writing. (laughs) You don't talk about the craft. I don't talk about the Emmy. (laughs) I'll talk about it for you because I think it's a really amazing accomplishment that I hope you are super proud of. All right, you guys, you can catch the video for the quotes we're reading on our social media pages, uh, Roddenberry, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah, and we hope you'll join us again tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.